0: Hi, it's Cherry and welcome back. Um so if you're new here, hi, my name's Cherry. Nice to meet you. If you're returning, then welcome back. Um this isn't like my normal podcast. Um that is where I talk about just random things on my brain, a lot of just big issues and stuff that and just my opinions on certain things, what's going on in my daily life as yeah. So um, this is, basically, I will be reading Catcher in the Rye, so, this is chapter two, and, yep. Oh, also, if you would like to contact me, any questions, concerns, or ideas for a podcast on something you want to talk to me about, or want me to talk about, then my Instagram is, hi, I'm Cherry296 with two eyes. so... Um, Anyway, so without further ado, also I'm sorry, my voice is still a little bit eh, because I had a cold, like, a few weeks ago, and it's still not fully recovered. So, um, neither will this reading be perfect either, but, you know, yeah. So this is chapter two of The Catcher in the Rye. They each had their own room and all. They were both around 70 years old, or even more than that. They got a bag out of... They got a bang out of things, though, in a half-assed way, of course. I know that sounds mean to say, but I don't mean it mean. I just mean that I used to think about old Spencer quite a lot. And if you thought about him too much, you wondered what the heck he was still living for. I mean, he was all stooped over, and he had very terrible posture. And in class, whenever he dropped a piece of chalk at the blackboard, some guy in the first row always had to get up to pick it up and hand it to him. That's awful, in my opinion. But if you thought about him just enough and not too much, you could figure it out that he wasn't doing too bad for himself. For instance, one Sunday, when some other guys and I were over there for hot chocolate, he showed us this old, beat-up Navajo blanket. He and Miss Spencer bought off some Indians in Yellowstone Park. You could tell Old Spencer got a big bang out of buying it. That's what I mean. You take somebody old as hell, like Old Spencer... And they could get a bang out of buying a blanket. His door was open, but I sort of knocked on it anyway, just to be polite and all. I could see where he was sitting. He was sitting in a big leather chair, all wrapped up in a blanket. I just told you about. He looked over at me when I, um, he looked over at me when I knocked. Who's that here? Calfield, come in, boy. He was always yelling. Outside of class, it got on your nerves sometimes. The minute I went in, I was sort of sorry I'd come. He was reading the Atlantic Monthly, and there were pills and medicine all over the place, and everything smelled like Vic's nose drops. It was pretty depressing. I'm not too crazy about sick people anyway. What made it even more depressing, Old Spencer had on this very sad, ratty, old bathrobe, and he was probably born in it or something. I don't much like to see old guys in their pajamas and bathrobes anyway. Their bumpy old chests are always showing and their legs, old guys' legs, at beaches and places, always look so white and unhairy. Hello, sir, I said. I got your note. Thanks a lot. He'd written me this note, asking me to stop by and say goodbye before vacation started, on account I wasn't coming back. ''You don't have to do all that. I have come over to say goodbye anyway.'' ''Have a seat there, boy,'' old Spencer said. He meant the bed. I sat down on it. ''How's your gripe, sir?'' ''My boy, if I'd felt any better, I'd have to send for the doctor,'' old Spencer said. That knocked him out. He started chuckling like a madman when he finally straightened himself out and said, ''Why aren't you down at the game? I thought this was the day of the big game.'' It was. I was. Only, I just got back from New York with the fencing team, I said. Boy, his bed was like a rock. He started getting serious as hell. I knew he would. So you're leaving us, eh? He said. Yes, sir, I am. He started going into this nodding routine. You never saw anyone nod as much in your life as old Spencer did. You never knew if he was nodding a lot because he was thinking and all, or if... Because he was a nice old guy that didn't know his ass from his elbow. What did Dr. Trumer say to you, boy? I understand you had quite a little chat. Yes, we did. We really did. I was in his office for around two hours, I guess. What did he say to you? Oh, well, about life being a game and all, and how you should play it according to the rules. He was pretty nice about it. I mean, he didn't hit the ceiling or anything. He just kept talking about life being a game and all, you know? Life is a game, boy. Life is the game that one plays and according to the rules. Yes, sir. I know it is. I know. Game, my ass. Some game. If you get on the side where all the hot shots are, then it's then it's a game, all right? I'll admit that, but if you get on the other side where there aren't any hot shots, then what's a game about it? Nothing. No game. Has Dr. Turner ri- Tumor written your parents yet? Old Spencer asked me. He said he was going to write them Monday. Have you yourself communicated with them? No, sir, I haven't communicated with them, but I'll probably see them Wednesday night when I get home. And how do you think they'll take the news? Well, they'll be pretty irritated about it, I said. They really will. This is about the fourth school I've gone to. I shook my head. I shake my head quite a lot. Boy... I said, I also say "boy" quite a lot, partly because I have a lousy vocabulary, and partly because I, I act quite young for my age. Sometimes, I was sixteen then, and I'm seventeen now, and sometimes I act like I'm thirteen. It's really ironical because I'm six foot two and a half, and I have grey hair. I really do. The one side of my head, the right side, it's full of miscellaneous grey hairs. I've had them ever since I was a kid, and yet I still act like sometimes I was only about twelve. Everyone says that, especially my father. It's partly true too, but it isn't all true. People always think something's all true. I don't give a damn except that I get bored sometimes when people tell me to act my age. Sometimes I act a lot older than I am. I really do, but people never notice it. People never notice anything. Old Spencer started nodding again, he also started picking his nose. He made out like he was only pinching, but he was really getting the old thumb right in there I guess he thought it was all right to do because it was only me in his room I didn't care except it's pretty disgusting to watch somebody pick their nose then he said I had the privilege of meeting your mother and dad when they came and had their little chat with Dr. Turmer some weeks ago they're grand people yes they are, they're very nice grand, (laughs) that's a word I really hate it's a phony I could puke every time I hear it then, all of a sudden, old Spencer looked like he had had something very good, very something sharp as a tact to say to me. He sat up more in his chair and sort of moved around. It was a far salon, though all he did was lift the Atlantic Monthly off his lap and try to check it on and try to chuck it on the bed next to me. He missed, and it was only two inches away, but he missed anyway. I got up and picked it up and put it down on the bed all of a sudden then. I wanted to get the hell out of this room. I could feel a terrific lecture coming on. I don't mind the idea so much, and I didn't feel like being lectured to and smell Vic. I just didn't feel, but I didn't feel like being lectured to and smell Vic's nose drops and look to old Spencer in his pajamas and bathrobe at all at the same time. I really didn't. It started all right. What's the matter with you, boy? Old Spencer said he said it pretty tough too for him. How many subjects did you carry this term? Five, sir. Five, and how many are you failing in? Four. I moved my ass a little bit on the bed. It was the hardest bed I ever sat on. I passed English, all right, I said, because I had all that Beowulf and Lord Randall, my son's stuff, when I was at Wooten School. I mean, I didn't have to do any work in English at all, hardly, except write compositions once in a while. He wasn't even listening. He hardly ever listens to you when you said something. I flunked you in history because you knew absolutely nothing. I know that, sir, boy. Boy, I know it. You couldn't help it. Absolutely nothing, he said over again. That's something that drives me crazy. When people say something twice that way, after you admit it the first time, then he said it three times. But absolutely nothing. I doubt very much if you opened your textbook every once in a while that term you Did you? Tell the truth, boy. Well, I sort of glanced through it a couple times. I told him I didn't want to hurt his feelings. He was mad about history. You glanced through it, eh? He said, very sarcastic. Your uh, exam paper paper was over the top on my top of my um desk on top of the pile. Oh, on top of the chiff. I don't know what that word is. On top of the pile. Bring it here, please. It was a very dirty trick, but I went over and brought it over to him. I didn't have any alternative or anything. Then I sat down on his cement bed again. Boy, you can't imagine how sorry I was getting that. I'd stop by to say goodbye to him. He started handling my exam paper like it was a turd or something. We studied the Egyptians from November 4th to to December 2nd, he said. You chose to write about them for the optional essay question. Would you care to hear what you'd said? No, sir, not very much, I said. He read it anyway, though. You can't stop a teacher when they want to do something. They just do it. The Egyptians were an ancient race of Caucasians residing in one of the northern sections of Africa. The latter, as we know, is the largest continent in the eastern hemisphere. I had to sit there and listen to that crap. It certainly was a dirty trick. The Egyptians are extremely interesting to us today for various reasons. Modern science would still like to know what the secret ingredients were that the Egyptians used when they wrapped up dead people so that their faces were not rot for innumerable centru- centuries. This interesting riddle is still quite a challenge to modern scientists in the 20th century. He'd stopped reading and put my paper down. I was beginning to sort of hate him. Your essay, shall we say, ends there he said in a very sarcastic voice. You wouldn't think such an old guy would be so sarcastic at all. However, you draw me a little note at the bottom of the page, he said. I know I did, I said. I said it very fast because I wanted to stop him before he started reading that out loud. You couldn't stop him. He was hot as a firecracker. Dear Mr. Spencer, he read aloud. That is all I know about the Egyptians. I can't seem to get any... get very interested in them although your lectures are very interesting it is all right with me if you flunk me though as i am flunking everything else except english anyways respectfully yours holden Caulfield. he put my goddamn paper down then looked at me like he'd just be in the hell out of me and ping pong or something I don't think I'll ever forgive him for reading me that crap out loud. I wouldn't have read it out loud to him if he'd written it. I really wouldn't, in the first place. I'd only written that damn note so that he wouldn't feel too bad about flunking me. Do you blame me for flunking you, boy? He said. No, sir, I certainly don't, I said. I'd wish to hell he'd stop calling me boy all the time. He'd tried chucking my exam paper on the bed when he was... Through with it, only he missed again. Naturally, I had to get up and pick it up, put on top of the Atlantic Monthly. It's boring to do that every two minutes. What would you have done in my place? He said, "Tell the truth, boy." Well, you could see he was really felt pretty lousy about flunking me. So I shot the bull for a while. I told him I was a real moron and all that stuff. I told him how I would have done the same exact thing. If I'd been in his place and how most people didn't appreciate how tough it was being a teacher. That kind of stuff. The old bull. The funny thing is though, I was sort of thinking of something else while I shot the bull. I live in New York, and I was thinking about the lagoon in Central Park, down near Central Park South. I was wondering if it could be frozen over when I got home, and if it was where and if it was where did all the ducks go? I was wondering where the ducks went when the lagoon got all icy and frozen over. I wondered if some guy came in a truck and took them away to a zoo or something, or if they just flew away. I'm lucky, though. I mean, I could shoot the old boy, to, the old bull to old Spencer and think about those ducks all at the same time. It's funny. You don't have to think too hard when you talk to a teacher. All of a sudden, though, he interrupts me while I was shooting the bull. He was always interrupting you. How do you feel about all this, boy? I'd be very interested to know, very interested, you mean about my flunking out of pacy and all I said I sort of wish he'd cover up his bumpy chest. It wasn't such a beautiful view, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you also had some difficulty at Wooten School and elkin hills he He didn't say it just sarcastic, but not too nasty too. I don't have too much difficu- i didn't have too much difficulty at Elkin hills i told him i didn't exactly flunk out or anything i just quit sort of why may i ask why well it's a long story sir i mean it's pretty complicated i didn't feel like going into the whole thing with him he wouldn't have understood it anyways it wasn't up his alley at all one of the biggest reasons why i left Elkin- Elkton hills was because i was surrounded by phonies that's all. They were coming in the gar they were coming in the goddamn window. For instance, they had this headmaster, mister Haz, and he was this phoniest bastard I ever met in my life, ten times worse than old tr- Trimmer. On Sundays, for instance, old Haz went around shaking hands with everyone's parents when they dropped when they drove up to school. He'd be charming as hell and all, except if some boy had a little old funny-looking parents, he shouldn't have seen the way he looked at them. He looked at the way he did with my roommate's parents. I mean, if a boy's mother was sort of fat or corny-looking or something, and if somebody's father was one of those guys that wear those suits with very big shoulders and corny black and white shoes, then old Haz would just shake hands with them and then give them a phony smile, and then he'd go talk for, and then, and then he'd go talk for maybe. A half an hour with someone else's parents. I can't stand that stuff. It drives me crazy. It makes me so depressed. I go crazy. I hated that goddamn Elkton Hills. Old Spencer asked me something again, but I didn't hear him. I was thinking about all has. What, sir? I said. Do you have any particular quilms about leaving, Pensy? Oh, I have a few quilms, all right, sure, but not too many. Not yet, anyways. I guess it hasn't really hit me yet. It takes things a while to hit me. All I'm doing right now is thinking about home and going home Wednesday. I'm a moron. Do you feel absolutely no concern for your future, boy? Oh, I feel some concern for my future, all right. Sure, sure I do. I thought about it for a minute, but not too much, I guess. Not too much, I guess. You will, Old Spencer said. You will, boy. You will when it's too late. I don't like hearing him say that. It made me sound dead or something. It was very depressing. I guess I will, I said. I'd like to put some sense in that head of yours, boy." I'm trying to help you. I'm trying to help you if I can't. He really was, too. You could see that. But it was just that there were too much on opposite sides of the pole, that's all. I know you are, sir, I said. Thanks a lot. No kidding. I appreciate it. I really do. I got up from the bed. Then, boy, I could have sat there another ten minutes to save. Boy, I couldn't have sat there another ten minutes to save my life. The thing is, though, I had to get going now. I have quite a bit of equipment at the gym I have to take. I have to get to take home with me. I really do. He looked up at me and stared, nodding again, with this very serious look on his face. I felt sorry as hell for him all of a sudden, but I just couldn't hang around there any longer. The way we we're on opposite sides of the pole and the way he was just missing the bed whenever he chucked something at it, and his sad old bathroom, and his chest showing, and that gripey smell of Vic's nose drops all over the place. Look, sir, don't worry about me, I said. I mean it. I'll be all right. I'm just going through a phase right now. Everybody goes through phases and all, don't they? I don't know, boy. I don't know. I hate it when someone answers that way. Sure, sure they do. I said, I mean it, sir. Please don't worry about me. I sort of put my hand on his shoulder. Okay, I said. What if you wouldn't, wouldn't you like a cup of hot chocolate before you go? Miss Spencer would be, I would be really, I would, I really would. But the thing is, is I have to get going. I have to go right to the gym. Thanks, though. Thanks a lot, sir. Then we shook hands and all that crap. It made me feel sad as hell, though. I'll, jump you, I'll drop you a line, sir. Take care of your griping now. Goodbye, boy. After I shut the door and started back to the living room, he yelled something at me, but I couldn't exactly hear him. I'm pretty sure he yelled good luck at me. I hope not. I hope to hell not. I never yell good luck at anyone. It sounds terrible when you think about it. And that is the end of chapter 2. I hope you guys enjoyed. I know, I'm not perfect at reading aloud or anything. But, yeah, And if you guys are enjoying it, then, um, my plan is to continue. Anyways, so that was Chapter 2 of The Catcher in the Rye. And, yeah, so again, my name is Cherry. And if you want to just hear, um, a little bit about me or want to go check out my other podcast, you can. Chapter 1 is also posted as well. Um... So, yeah, um, again, if you would like to contact me, if you're here from my regular podcast, then you can contact me at my Instagram. Hi, I'm Cherry296 with two Eyes. So, yeah, that's about it. Um, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm sorry. I know I'm not perfect at reading aloud, but I just wanted to try something new and different. So, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening, and, yeah, bye, guys.